Yeah. They calling me controversial. I don't know why, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah. They're indoctrinating kids with lies. It's just evil in disguise. They say that it's love, but they lie. They say that they're girls, but they're guys. Or they say they have no gender. From guy sports to girls, where they're winners. From now on, I identify as a ninja turtle. Where's Master Splinter? They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. Jesus was controversial. Paul was controversial. Welcome to the Matt Buff Show. It is great to have you with us. Check out thebuffshow.com for past shows, interviews, and more. All your favorite guests are on there. And check out our awesome sponsors. Get your MyPillow 2.0. That's right. The new improved MyPillow. It was already great, but now it's even better. The MyPillow 2.0. Get it now at MyPillow.com slash buff. Use your promo code buff. To get a good night's sleep so you don't wake up woke. Man, we got a banger show for you with some awesome guests. You're going to love this. Robert Spencer is here on the show. Amazing stuff there. Dr. Paul Alexander, he worked in the Trump administration during the beginning of the COVID panic. He is here with Kent Heckenlively on the Matt Buff Show. It's just going to be fantastic. We're going to break down the unprecedented day. Or the President's Day takedown of Donald Trump. We're going to talk about all that too. And the left is forming a civil war in this country. It is just unbelievable what's happening in our schools, in our streets, in our government, in our hospitals, in everywhere the liberals have control, the colleges, everywhere. The liberals are trying to take away your rights and create a society where their voice is the only one that matters. And we won't stand for that on the Matt Buff Show. Record your voice memo on your voice memo app on your iPhone or Android and email it to info at thebuffshow.com. We want to hear your take. All right. We want to hear what you have to say as well. So email that to info at thebuffshow.com and also go to the website, thebuffshow.com and sign up for that newsletter. So a president's day has a whole new meeting since 2020 where they introduced mail-in ballots universally, ballot harvesting, the mules. We've talked about it all on the Matt Buff Show. This is the president's day steal that we have in our possession as a country today in this banana republic that used to be known as the United States of America. And we got to get our country back. We got to stop this cancel culture nonsense, even on our side. Don Lemon said something about Nikki Haley being not in her prime and everybody on the right said, yeah, cancel him, cancel him. Stop, stop with that. Let him say stupid stuff. We need his voice out there to make fun of. (laughs) We don't want that. Nikki Haley's problem isn't that she's, in her prime or not in her prime is the fact that she's John McCain 2.0. All right. Listen to what she says in her books with Robert Spencer coming up later on the show. It's quite remarkable, unbelievable stuff. And also the real president going to Palestine, Ohio, Palestine, where if they threw up a Ukrainian flag, maybe the Obama regime or the Obama, (laughs) this is mostly Obama people up there. If the Biden regime would actually give a damn if we maybe put a Ukrainian flag there. Trump's going to Palestine, Ohio, along with Aaron Brockovich and others who are concerned about people's health and safety. 
and Joe Biden trots off to Ukraine to protect his interest. His son made a fortune in Ukraine. The Biden crime family made a fortune using uh, Ukraine as a piggy bank in a money, money laundering scheme. That's what happened in Ukraine. And so there goes Biden with a special trip over there. The same guy who shakes hands with ghosts, sniffs little girls' hair, sniffs babies, complete and utter pedophile, this guy. And he's, his mind is gone. He's an empty shell. He's the perfect guy to sit in the Oval Office for the, uh, Oval Office for the Democrats because they can sit there and pull the strings. They can put on the teleprompter what, he, what they want him to say. And he says a lot of nonsense. And everything, he's so old. He's been in politics so long that he actually, you can go back, you can actually go back at any point in his ridiculous career and find a clip of him saying the opposite of what he's saying today. Anytime. Sunsetting Medicare and Social Security. Heading into the 2024 election, they're going to be talking about that on a high-end note that the Republicans like, Senator Rick Scott, what a sunset health care, uh, Social Security and Medicare. What is said in his plan, in Rick Scott's plan, is every year they got to revisit it to make sure it's funded. And if it, something needs to be pulled from somewhere else that they can fund it, they got to look at it so it doesn't become a slush fund because Democrats themselves take money out of Social Security, take money out of Medicare funding and Medicaid funding and use it for other stuff. He's want to make sure they don't do that. Well, Biden and, and company want to keep it in place so they can take from it when they need to, put it back when they can, or just leave it alone or don't leave it alone, whatever they want to do. But here's Joe Biden talking about that very plan from Rick Scott. And then, oh my goodness, what did we find? A clip from 1995 of Joe Biden saying something worse than any Republican said about a Social Security or Medicare plan. We're on the topic of Medicare. The distinguished senator, and I mean, I shouldn't be smart guy, Senator Rick Scott from Florida. You're not a smart guy. Who is responsible for getting Republicans elected to the Senate is a little bit in hot water right now. <laughs> He's in hot water, as this confused maniac reads. Because his plan is to sunset Medicare and Social Security. Well, meaning if you don't reauthorize them every five years, they go out of existence sunset them. They'll go away. As I said in the State of the Union, if everyone tries, anyone tries to get rid of Social Security or Medicare, I will veto it. Oh, really? Well, let's take a look at Joe Biden in 1995, where he still kind of had a brain. I argued that we should freeze federal spending. I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans. Benefit. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it a third time, and I tried it a fourth time. Yeah, <laughs> and then Kareem Jean-Pierre, okay, we're out of here. Yeah, they can't answer for any of that. No, not at all. Everything is fixed with this guy. They build sets. This is President's Day, and we have somebody in the Oval Office where they have to build a set for. They have to have the Vice President, Kamala Harris, interview actors about the NASA space program because real kids don't want to sit there and listen to the witch uh, cackle like she does. <laughs> the school bus. 
A school bus is awesome. The yellow school buses. Remember the school buses? Well, we can put a USB port in there and make school buses electric. Yeah, great. On a snowy, rainy day or something like that, the school bus goes down. All those kids are stuck and the bus can't get a charge. They, the grid can't handle any of this stuff that they're proposing with electric vehicles anyway. They're a long ways off from even getting the grid ready for that. We got grid issues all the time, and that's why you need satellite phone store. Go to sat123.com today and sign up and get a bundled discount on satellite phones and data security because these guys are going to try to destroy the grid, and you need to be able to call somebody in an emergency. These guys are insane. Now, Joe Biden goes to Kiev to protect his financial interest over there, and he's walking around with Zelensky, and an air raid siren goes off. And it was probably done on purpose so the liberals can look and say, look how tough this guy is. Air raid sirens don't stop this guy. But nobody panics. So you know he's either fixed or they're just too stupid to care. So they go, him and Zelensky. There goes the air raid siren. No big deal. Nobody cared, it was fixed. There he goes. Walking normally, Joe Biden trying to figure out where he's at. Well, you're actually in Ukraine, and you're making an embarrassment of this country. And we've got two years left to get this thing solved and fixed and done. That means you, Georgia. That means you, Arizona, and you, Pennsylvania. We got to fix what the problem is, and that is those three states and how they allow election fraud run rampant. You too, Nevada. We'll just throw Nevada in there too. This nonsense can't go on. Fake air raid sirens, that's what we're thinking here. But if it was a real one, nobody ran. You hear an air raid siren outside anywhere in the United States, you're going to take off, but take off running. You guys got to get it together. We got a big show for you. You stay with us on the Matt Buff Show. And don't forget to send us your voice memo. It's an app on your phone called Voice Memo. Record it. Send in your take. We'll play it on the air. We'll be back. You stay with us. Hey, you may have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem. Shallow knowledge as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside, the number one reason to buy solar is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game, and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs and shields you from upcoming rate increases. If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeroes out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. 
More information on this later in the show. Cost of living is skyrocketing and paychecks just can't keep up. But if you're lucky enough to be a public employee, you can give yourself a raise. Visit optouttoday.com and stop paying union dues. We've helped over 100,000 public employees just like you opt out and save an average of $1,000 per year. Opt out today and put more food, fuel, and fun back into your life. It's your money. You earned it. Visit optouttoday.com. Has your heater busted? Computer crashed? Appliance broken? Then you need ARW Home. Life's been pretty worry-free since I got coverage with ARW Home. Don't waste thousands of dollars on air conditioning, appliance repair, and replacements. Save that money with ARW Home. Protection plans that cover household appliances, systems, and electronics. My air conditioning broke on a Sunday. I called ARW, and they came out and fixed it right away. Get your your free quote today. Call or go to ARWHome.com now. Welcome back to the Map Off Show. It's great to have you with us. Unpresidential day is what we're talking about. I mean, this has just been ridiculous for the last two and a half years. Well, we were just at Universal Studios yesterday. And there's still some, a very small percentage, but some still walking around in masks, still trying to avoid other people. The COVID response, right? That's what we talk about on this show. The COVID response has been detrimental to the United States. Not just what happened with the schools and the lockdowns, the parents getting arrested for playing catch with the kids, people thrown up against walls because they didn't want to wear a mask. I mean, and just getting confronted in grocery stores, but they use this in the government, the WHO, the NIH, all these places used COVID as an excuse to introduce to the country mass universal mail-in balloting. They used it to take down a president and it's about time a book was written about it. We've got it right here today. Presidential Takedown, how Anthony Fauci, the CDC, NIH, and the the WHO, the WHO, conspired to overthrow President Trump. One of the authors is with us right now, Kent Heckenlivey, back on the Matt Buff Show. There's the book right there. He's holding it up. Look at there that cool go. cover. There you go, Mr. and Mrs. America. Presidential Takedown. Yeah, that's a great read. You guys got to get it. The link to the Amazon book is in the description wherever books are sold. It was just remarkable how this happened right before our eyes. You remember the death tolls being scrolled on the TV? Turns out those weren't all accurate as well. The whole thing was a fix from the beginning. And uh, Kent, it's a really exciting time to release this book so we don't repeat the same mistakes. Yeah, and, and so what I like to tell people is that this is a behind the scenes story of what happened with the COVID response as seen through the eyes of Dr. Paul Alexander. Now, who is Dr. Paul Alexander, you might well, ask? Before you well, start there, let's bring on Dr. Paul Alexander. <laughs> now go ahead, Kent. Hi, Dr. Then, Alexander, good to see then, you. <laughs> perfect time for me to do the introduction. Dr. Alexander is one of the lead, world's leading experts in evidence-based medicine. That's what we're supposed to all care about, evidence-based science, right? Okay, he's one of the world's leading experts. He was brought in in essentially May of 2020 because Trump didn't trust what he was seeing and hearing 
from his COVID-19 task force. And it is an amazing story of what was going on behind the scenes. Uh, you know, you, you talk about people wearing masks and everything. Well, behind the scenes, they weren't doing that. They, they weren't social distancing. So, you know, when our leaders don't engage in the sort of behavior that they're telling all of us we need to do, that's concerning. Um, and because Dr. Alexander was so effective at pushing back against the narrative, uh, the deep state, whatever you want to call it, the bureaucratic state, went after him. And in basically July of or September of 2020, he was pushed out with the claim that he wanted students to die. Okay. Now, now the evidence is in. We know that not only was the the lockdowns of the schools devastating to kids' intellectual and social development. We know that it wasn't necessary. This did not target children. They would get a mild infection at best. So with that being said, I, I want to hand it over to my, my fabulous co-author. I, I am just so lucky that I get to work with all of these heroes like Dr. Alexander. And for you, the reading public, you need to know and support these stories of whistleblowers. So Dr. Alexander, I turn it over to you. Well, hi, uh, can you guys hear me? Yes, we yep. got you, doctor, just fine. Uh, so, well, first of all, uh, what an honor and a privilege to be on the show. And um, Matt, and uh, also that I had the chance to work with uh, Kent in this. And, um, you know, it was a relatively quick write. Um, we want to collaborate more in the future. And I think um, what Kent is saying Really, let, let's look at it from this point of view. I was attacked in the administration because um, by Fauci, by Fauci's team, um, by Burks, by, um, by CDC leadership, NIH leadership, because behind the scenes, I also with Dr. Atlas, Scott Atlas, <clears throat> but I was hammering them on school closures, the masks, etc. And um, I was providing a lot of science. Um, I went beyond what my job description, well, my, my job description, well, of course, I was a senior advisor in the pandemic, but I took it upon myself to write Han, who's the FDA director daily with science, to write Redfield, his office, him, uh, with Yeah, so to, to pick up with that, what Dr. Alexander was saying, he was really behind the scenes working diligently day and night, providing good science to these people who were not responding to it. And, and one of the great things about the book is he provided me those emails. You read those emails, you say to yourself, this wasn't a mistake. These were people who had an agenda and that agenda was not good science. Let's go behind the scenes with both of you, because this is a lot of uh, questions, because it seemed like, I mean, and we have the World Economic Forum still talking about vaccine passports. They want to put it in your skin. They want to be able to track your health anywhere you go. This really happened fast. So in America, when you were behind the scenes, Dr. Alexander, what were the talks about when it came to President Trump? 
and the American people that really surprised you the most? Well, I think, well, first of all, you need to understand that I am a supporter of President Trump in the sense that I went to Washington when asked because I liked his policies. I saw the benefit to the American economy, to the American society. I saw how our stature was growing on the global stage. So, like, I ran for D.C. when I was asked. Um, the truth. So, so therefore, full disclosure, I, I was a supporter, and I still am a supporter. Um, what surprised me behind the scenes is that, um, you know, my boss, my bosses, uh, uh, there was a lot of um, pushback from them um, to the White House. So, for example, um, my office was just down the hall from Azar. So his team and my team often were the same team. We overlapped. <clears throat> the Moderna office that, that was developing the Moderna vaccine was above my office, and Operation Warp Speed was run on the seventh floor of my office. So that fascinated me that, that Moderna would have a presence in HHS building. That, that to me, I didn't understand that arrangement. What also fascinated me is, like my boss, we had a, a straight line and a dotted line reporting to the Oval Office, and he had direct communication to the chief of staff, to different people. But it was very difficult for him, and I, and I witnessed it. I, I've listened to conversations for him to even get to the president. He would have these 20, 22, 23-year-old young interns running around the place, people who who, to me, this is my opinion, I'm not even speaking on his behalf, I'm just talking about me, that you're handing out lawn signs one day, pamphlets, in, a, in an election campaign, same in the Biden administration, and these people end up getting senior positions in the government, in the White House. The White House has thousands of employees, that one building, in and out, constantly with different offices, right? They act as guards, to the executive, and they don't even understand America. They don't even understand the history. They don't even get what's going on. They have no interest in the pandemic response. So my bosses and me, we are daily dealing with the data coming from all of the states, catastrophic data even, school closure data, and we are trying to get to speak to people. And the thing is, when you deal with Trump, you get the feeling that this guy wants to fix everything. He has 24 hours in a day, so he needs things properly organized for him too. Our problem, I have re realized, was we couldn't even get to him at times. And I knew if we got to him, we'd have been able to get the results that we wanted. So I think government runs in a very chaotic, incorrect way, where people get positions in the White House, in the executive office, who think now that they own the president and that they are the Praetorian Guard, and that, and that they will make the decision as to what the president will come to see today or not. That is very wrong to me, because, and I think that was a rate-limiting step also. And um, that surprised me. What surprised me is the deep state. There is a deep state. They operate daily um, against President Trump. They operated against, they told me, CDC officials, NIH, FDA, in conversations that 
And, and you know, it's kind of interesting because of my accent. 20 people think I'm an island boy. So I must be a hardcore Democrat. So they will talk to me, hey, homie, hey, dog, come let's sit down and have some lunch. And we'd go in the executive lunchroom where Azar and everyone is sitting. And we, they'd be talking to me as though I am them. And um, they will tell me our job 24-7 is to undercut Trump. Our job That's is it. to make sure that we subvert this pandemic response and we make it ungovernable and unmanageable. It was the most fascinating time for me. And, and that really got me, Matt. You know, here I am, a, a typical average American. You know, Paul, you know, comes from the Caribbean. You know, he fell in love with America, okay? So, yeah. you know, we, we both love America. And, to you know, it's not Democrat. It's not Republican. It's America, all right? And what was so disturbing to me was, you know, I've been on the outside, you know, writing about this stuff. Paul is the ultimate insider. And so when he's telling me that he goes to the executive lunchroom, he's meeting with the heads of these departments. And in the midst of the greatest public health crisis of the last century, these bureau chiefs, these department heads are saying, our job every day is to make Trump look bad on the evening news. This is not Democrat. This is not Republican. This is sedition against our country. And, yeah. and so for, for those of you who may say like, oh, I, I'm not a Trump guy and everything. Well, I don't care. This is bigger. It's not than about that. that. It, it, no. This and, and, you know, the stupidity of people in power. Paul tells a story that really got me, which and I believe it was about the, the six foot social distancing in Redfield, yeah. um, which, which is, you know, so Paul is the, the inside player. OK, so Michael Caputo, who was in charge of the, of the public response and everything, you know, the, uh, you know, communicating this to the public and, and coordinating it you know, had him everywhere. And so Paul is the inside guy. And so Paul tells a story, and we include it in the book, where Redfield comes out of a meeting. He seems really upset. Redfield's, quite honestly, seemed to be a pretty good guy, not yeah. effective at going after the bureaucracy, but a really honest player. And he's just shaking his head. He's upset. And Paul says, well, what's wrong? And he goes, well, we decided on six-foot social distancing. And so... <laughs> Paul says, Paul says, well, okay, so give me the, give me the evidence. Uh, you know, what was the scientific basis for a six foot social distancing? And he goes, Paul, there was no evidence. Some oh countries are doing 12 feet. Some are doing three, some are doing one. They decided on six because it sounded good. Oh. It. And, and, and so, you know, what's terrifying to me, and the other thing that I just have to say, is you know a lot of people have questions about why didn't trump just freaking fire fauci okay and i understand yeah. that and and what paul explains is you don't understand how the deep state works so you know even in the administration even at paul's level what he's hearing is all sorts of crazy stories about like you know what would happen if trump fired fired fauci you know would there be a threat to his children would there be leaks would there be this that and that and what you come away with is that any president, and I don't care if it's Republican or Democrat, 
who bucks the system, they're going to go after with a vengeance, okay? So it, it's completely possible we might have a genuine democratic reformer. Same thing is going to happen. We, the people, are not in charge of our government. And that's the most terrifying message of presidential takedown. That but certainly I, is. Everything you've said has been based on politics. The six-foot distancing. And, and everything, Dr. Alexander, did you mention to Redfield and these guys that none of this is constitutional? You can't do these things. I don't care if people are falling down dead in the street. You can't infringe on people's rights by telling them to, to stand six feet apart. <laughs> well, I, I, I think what, what Kent is saying is so profound and what is important is this. Um, Mike Caputo, to me, turned out to be one of the best people that I ever met. I mean, they had people in the Democrat government they had people, even when the Republicans had control of the House and Senate, they were going nuts and, and trying to smear the guy and going back into his past life and all of that. The guy that I worked with, Trump tapped him for that particular position. I assumed and I knew, I grew to knew he was effective in what he did. Uh, connected person, but he, he this. I would get to the office sometimes, 6 o'clock in the morning, and he would be there. And he would be there last. And uh, there was a time when he actually slept in the office. And I grew to know when I came early, he slept there. He didn't go to his apartment. Um, and the reason why I'm telling you that is because we were, we were vilified. And uh, what I want the public to know is that um, that's somebody who loves America. And uh, however it sh shook out, um, I only have good things to say about him, number one. Number two, um, People need to understand a distinction that I began to explain here. Within the Trump administration, President Trump had no intent. And I am telling you this from meetings that I attended. President Trump had no intent to mandate the vaccines. The decision and the discussion, and, we, and I don't even think we put that into the book in direct language. I think I alluded to it. I'm saying it now in direct language. These vaccines, had Trump been re-elected, were never going to man be mandated. They were going to be offered to the high-risk groups. It would have been your decision to take it or not, never to be mandated. Forget the fact that they screwed Trump over and misled him as to the need for the vaccine and the fact that it was not safely developed. We didn't do the safety testing. Forget the fact that the mRNA technology when, when they studied it in animals, kill the animals. Forget all of that for now. I'm just saying there was a safeguard in place. Trump was not going to make this a mandatory thing. So all of these deaths and all of these school closures and business closures and people committed suicide because they would not take the shot because of their natural immunity or because they just didn't want it as a free person or because they questioned the science and the safety it was not going to be mandated under Trump. That's an important point, number one. Number two, this vaccine has two components. There's the development and there's the rollout. And the reality is it was developed under Trump, but it was rolled out under Biden. And this is so much not a Republican and Democrat discussion that I will go on record as saying, I don't blame President Trump for the vaccine. I blame the fact that 
He was not a scientist and a doctor. He was snowed. He was screwed over by Azar and everyone. And I don't blame Biden for the vaccine either. So I want Democrats to understand, for me, this is a factual issue. Biden is clueless, like how Trump was clueless as to the viability of the vaccine, whether it works, the harm of the vaccine. In his administration, their role was to roll it out. So Trump didn't roll out a vaccine, not one shot. They were all rolled out under Biden. So if we want to have this argument, we can actually draw a line and say, but you can't really blame President Trump's administration for the side effects of the vaccine. He rolled it out to a point. He, he brought it to a point. Biden and their rules over. I can't blame President Trump. I blame all of the people, the deep state, the, the leaders of all those alphabet agencies, everyone below them. I blame the entire dysfunctional media, academia, academic scientists, medical doctors, all of the players who benefited because they, they all benefited between power, money, every single way to subvert the American people. The loser in this was us, was, was the American people. Nobody cared. Nobody cared about the American population. They never did and they never will. And Ken just said something. The reality about it is that they have taken our country from us. They run it like they own fiefdom as though we were still living in feudal times. And we are all the unwashed masses. Now, now you see them running to the hills. You have Paul Offit from the FDA, Liana Wen from CDC. These doctors who mandated these vaccines, they even went as far as to say that if you didn't want to take the shot, you are to be removed from, they use this term, polite society. Some even went as far to saying that the unvaccinated, we need to consider executing them. Yes, That's I how saw that. It went. So no amnesty for them. We need accountability. We need justice. We need proper inquiries. And I will go on record as saying, if proper legal inquiries show that your actions, whoever you are, costed lives, I want us to clean you out financially, take every penny, put you in the street, and I want to imprison you if I could. I want, for the first time, many people in the American government, in pharma, in the vaccine, Bula, Bansel, once it is shown with proper inquiry, no jokes, this is not a kangaroo country, so we need them to defend themselves properly. If you did well, and you could show that you did the best, and that you were following the science as you knew it, I want us to praise you and hug you and kiss you and give you a pension and let you live a nice life. But if we show that you costed lives, I want to imprison you. I don't care who you are. Imprison you. <clears throat> that includes Dr. Anthony Fauci. <laughs> that includes Randy Yeah. Francis Collins, Bula Bansel, Dasa. Randy Weingarten put out an op-ed saying she wanted COVID amnesty because she knows she screwed up. She's responsible for all those kids falling behind and all those kids facing directions. There's the book, Kent Heckenlively. Uh, we had the architect on the of the um, Operation Warp Speed on the show. He said it was never meant to be mandated. It was a business. It was running like a business. Here's your vaccines. Now leave us alone kind of thing, and we'll leave you alone. Thank you but, both for coming on the show. Last word, Kent and Dr. Paul. Last word to each of you. Kent, go first. 
Yeah, I, I just think that people need to read the story. Uh, it is, it's got so much documentation there. And yeah. we need to know the story because this is what has, this is the pivotal event of the 21st century, uh, which will determine whether we live as a free country or not. I, Dr. Paul, I don't think we will. We still have states that uh, have rigged their elections based on this. Um, Arizona, Georgia, and Pennsylvania specifically, where they allow what, what was based on COVID law to elections. We might be stuck with this. What, do you, what is your last thought? We might be in deep trouble as a country from now on because of what you just, just talked about. My, my, I'll end by saying this, we can't. I'm saying something here is this. I grew to know the administration. I grew to know things about President Trump behind the scenes, made me even admire him more. I think President Trump, President Trump was a good, was a good president up till January, February, 2020. We thought, yes. we thought that he was ending up on Mount Rushmore even for what he did, for what he did with all of the challenges. He, even, he had a speaker in the first two years, Paul Ryan, that subverted him, and he still was successful. So in my view, my view, we need a Mandingo. We need a Rambo up in there for the next four years to tear that place down and, and fumigate it and fire everyone and start over. And the point is this vaccine, the mRNA technology, this vaccine is the linchpin of humanity. Yeah. If we do not stop it, it is ineffective, it has failed, and it is deadly. Under no condition, none must a parent allow their healthy child to get these shots. These shots will set your child up for autoimmune disease and can effectively kill them. Stop. These vaccines must be taken, pulled for market. All. Take no more. There is no benefit anymore. That's nope. what my, my son's doctor, Dr. Paul and Kent, my son's doctor asked him if he took the vaccine, and he said no, and the doctor whispered, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why do I feel like we're in occupied France so much, you know? Because it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we're, we're under, you know, some kind of authoritarian rule, and the honest people have to speak quietly. Yeah, Dr. Paul's getting all this, and you, you guys can check this out in the book, getting all this flag, getting all this hate, getting all this, we want to lock this guy up, and Dr. Fauci's laughing his ass off in the corner. Ha-ha, <laughs> they're going after the wrong people. They're not going after me. It was all political. Matt, I've been vindicated. Good. I've been vindicated. The science today is clear that natural immunity was way better than vaccine. That I saw the report. Everything that I said, now they're sheepishly, saying, okay, look at this study now. No, 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 no. I have papers written three years now with Dr. McCullough, with Dr. Reich, et cetera, showing that, if, that the lockdowns were going to kill, the school closures would kill our children, the mask mandates were crazily insane, ineffective, business closures would kill our business owners. All of the shielding policy, I have it written, it's, it's there. So I am vindicated and I know that. But this is not about winning that. This is about getting the next right person back into that White House so we could right the wrongs and get the justice and accountability because too many people died because of the COVID lockdown lunacy and these vaccines. <clears throat> that's a, no, that's exactly right. 
Vindication. We are 42 and 0 when it comes to conspiracy theories. The book is <laughs> The Presidential Takedown. Dr. Paul Elias Alexander, Dr. and then Kent Hecken Lively. Thank you so much for joining us and discussing this today. Remarkable stuff. Thank, Thank you, Matt. Okay, goodbye, guys. We'll be back on the Matt Buff Show. We're trying to dive into this. You stay with us. You heard about the simple math with a solar electric system earlier in the show. Not all homes qualify. An energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended. If your home qualifies, solar is always a prudent financial move. All Solar Energy in Longwood has been educating homeowners, roofing companies, property management firms, and now radio hosts about solar for 22 years. We have experts to perform no cost, no obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar. Call All Solar Energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com. Let them know you heard about it from me, Matt Buff, on The Buff Show. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. Guess what? They want your money and they can take it, all of it if they want. So what do you do? You fight back by letting our team of experts work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. Call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. Five minutes of your time can save you thousands of dollars. So please call right now. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back, the my pillow guy. And you're looking good. He's still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. MyPillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. MyPillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of MyPillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit mypillow.com. Welcome back to the Map Off Show. It is great to have you with us. And, you know, we are going to continue our conversation because the Democrat Party in America is trying to put critical race theory in all schools they can. Gender studies, all that stuff. Every school they can. Extreme gun control. We talked about Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan last week. Instead of going after the real problem, they want to take your guns away. That's their, that's their mantra. Joe Biden says it all the time. He reads it off the teleprompter. We want to get the assault weapons. Don't even know what assault weapon is, but they just say it. And then, of course, extreme abortion laws all over the place. Are they fomenting a civil war in this country? That's what a lot of people think. Let's go to Robert Spencer, director of Jihad Watch, author of the new book, The Sumter Gamut, 
how the left is trying to foment a civil war. He's also, uh, they're big fans over at the Southern Poverty Law Center too, Robert. They love you over there. <laughs> well, yeah, they, you know that's a pretty good indication that you're over the target as far as I'm concerned. If the left's attack machines are out, then you've got a point. And so uh, I take it as a badge of honor. I would too. Absolutely. Very good. And uh, let's talk about this too, because a lot of these things that we've seen over the last two years, I wouldn't even mention the COVID lockdowns of how it, it just really impact, just impaled our kids and they all just want amnesty for it. Randy Weingarten, all of them just want to say, hey, sorry about that. Just forgive us for that. We're just trying to control you at every level down in the municipalities in your community. We're trying to control everything. That's absolutely it. People don't realize, but we have to start realizing that the left in this country right now, these are not American politicians. They may have American nationality, but they don't believe in the Constitution. They don't believe in the freedom of speech. They certainly don't believe in the right to bear arms, as you have alluded to. They don't believe that there ought to be an opposition. They only want their perspective to be heard, and they are determined to stamp out anyone who opposes them. They are on the path to doing this. It's, it sounds crazy, but you look at Joe Biden's speech from last September, and he said Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent a threat to the very life of the republic. No president of the United States has ever spoken that way before and said that half of the electorate essentially is out of bounds and is not in the realm of what is acceptable in American public political speech. And that's very dangerous. That was the Joe Biden speech that a lot of our viewers will not forget because it was the dark red background with the imperial troops back there. And it was just spoken in such anger towards America. He's never spoken that way about any other country or Islam or Russians. It's always just the MAGA Republican Americans. In your book, you says it. You talk about how this really started to form it on a big time level in the 1960s to today. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Matt. The long march through the institutions began in the 60s, started with the hippies protesting against the war in Vietnam. And they did things like have sit-ins in the offices of college administrators. After a while, the smarter ones among them or the ones that hadn't smoked some pot, they started to think this isn't really working. And what we need to do is a larger long-term strategy that they call the Long March Through the Institutions after Chairman Mao, the communist leader in China, and his long march that ended with the communist takeover of China. And they have done the same thing here in the colleges, in the education industry in general, in the, in the entertainment industry, in the media, and above all in the government. And now we have people who are on the far left who really do hate America and want to destroy it. And they're in charge almost everywhere across the board. That's right. They worked their way. They worked very hard to get into these positions and change everything. While a lot of Americans just sat back and took it because as conservatives, typically they don't want any conflict. Well, that has bitten them in the butt right now. That's right. And you know, they would get hired on at universities and then they would hire only people who had their point of view until finally no other point of view is allowed in the universities. And people ought to be paying attention to that now because now Joe Biden's speech signaled that's what they're going to do in the political arena. 
They've already started. We see it with the Twitter files that the Biden administration colluded with big tech to silence Americans and destroy their freedom of speech if they dissented from the far left agenda. And that's going to keep going until only their point of view is allowed to be heard in the public square. Yeah, that's what they want. And if they actually did an investigation into places like Facebook, it'd probably be 10 times worse than what we saw in the in the Twitter files. Absolutely. Talk about the Sumter Gambit. What is that? That is obviously a reference to in the first place to Fort Sumter, where the first Civil War started. And it's showing how the left is trying to push the right into starting a new civil war. They think they've got it all figured out, Matt. They think they've got a win-win situation. And they play these, what I call the Sumter Gambits, in all kinds of ways, political, social, cultural, everywhere, where they push us and push us and push us and keep getting more and more outrageous until now we're at the point of drag queens being introduced into primary schools and uh, little kids being subjected to this kind of thing. And if we protest, then... They say, oh, see, look, these people are domestic terrorists, just like we said. So that's the win-win situation that they've got. They think that they can either make us sit back and take it until they've implemented their whole agenda, or if we protest, they can say, see, they really are the traitors and insurrectionists that we warned you about, and we've got to clamp down all the harder and become more authoritarian in response. So they think they've got it all sewed up but we have to keep resisting them at every level until they've got so many little fires breaking out. I'm speaking metaphorically. I'm not talking about any illegal or violent action that they can't sustain their authoritarian efforts. Protests like that are rising up across the country. We've seen emails and gotten messages from others and different groups that are uh, getting out there and protesting, but we also have people setting up events about taking our country back, bringing in speakers like yourself or others, and just saying, hey, here's what we need to do to mobilize in a peaceful manner to say we won't put up with this anymore. I mean, you can only take away so many guns before the rednecks rise up, Robert. (laughs) It's all important, and we have to remember that. It's like this. You know, Matt, remember that they did say that parents protesting at school board meetings against all this madness at schools were actually domestic terrorists, and the FBI opened up investigations of them. Now, the worst thing that those parents could do when that happened was to stop protesting. What we have to do in the face of that is protest all the more and say, you're going to call me a terrorist when I'm nonviolently, peacefully protesting against all your all your craziness? Then I'm not going to give up. You're not going to silence me that way. And they have to. we have to show the authorities, the leftist authoritarians who are doing this, that we will not be intimidated and we're just going to keep coming. That's right. That's why we continue our work with Moms for Liberty every Wednesday on the Matt Buff Show, because they organize women to be out there and men too, to be out there protesting in these schools, because that's what they say. You're going to call me a domestic terrorist? Well, we need to get out there even more because they did the same thing with the election. Oh, you're an insurrectionist on January 6th just because people thought it was fraudulent. People had an opinion that it was fraudulent. And then they kill a protester out there, and there's no accountability for that whatsoever. And it's just unreal how the more you push back, the more hateful they get with their terms calling you insurrectionist or domestic terrorist. Yeah, and it shows that In the first place, they don't care about the truth. And in the second place, that they're completely hysterical and that they cannot stand any dissent. 
And we have to start pushing back on these things and start saying publicly that these people are not, you know, they say we're not within the realm of what's American public discourse. They're the ones that really are. They don't believe in free discussion and free inquiry and free expression and loyal opposition, or they wouldn't be calling us these names and starting these counterterrorism investigations and all this nonsense. And so these are the people who are the real threat to the republic. A lot of conservatives fall into the trap, too, when it comes to, like, cancel culture. They're all calling for Don Lemon to resign for sexist comments. I, I don't get it. We can't play that game. We have to play a different game, don't we? A different game altogether. And it's a terrible thing about cancel culture. It's been going on for years, and for far too long, conservatives have played along. Uh, I myself was one of the first victims of cancel culture because at the time, of 9-11, when George W. Bush was saying Islam is a religion of peace, I was saying, no, it's not. And actually, it does have to do with the motivations of the 9-11 terrorists and other terrorists like them. And the, the left came out in force against me and others like me. The Southern Poverty Law Center called us names and so on. And in response, conservatives just ran the other way. And I was barred from the Conservative Political Action Conference from CPAC because they're scared, because they are establishment conservatives who let the left set the tune and they dance. And that's just one example. This is not about me. This is just about the fact that conservatives got to stop dancing. We have to stop playing their game and letting them set the agenda. And instead of acquiescing to the cancel culture, stand up and say, well, look, yeah, Don Lemon said some terrible things. And we've all said some terrible things. And so if you want to disqualify everybody, that would be fair. But to selectively single out one person or another because they've said terrible things, it's just going to end up with total control over speech and the destruction of free expression in this country. And so you might want to fire Don Lemon for any number of things. And I'm no fan of his, but you fire him for this, it's a very bad precedent. It certainly is. And my problem with Nikki Haley is that she's the female John McCain. So yeah. I don't care about the comments Don Lemon made. <laughs> Nikki, he's, she's exactly the kind of conservative I was talking about a minute ago. When Donald Trump said that there were fine people on both sides at Charlottesville, he explicitly said he was not talking about the Nazis that were there. He very was very clear about that. And yet Joe Biden and others have been lying about him ever since and saying he called the Nazis fine people. And Nikki Haley actually has that in her book and says, I resigned from the Trump administration because he called the Nazis fine people. It's not true. It's a lie. And Nikki Haley is playing along with the left's propaganda when she says that. That is a signal or ought to be a signal to every patriot. This is not a woman deserving of our support. Well, I, I've been to Fort, uh, Fort Sumner. It's a beautiful place to go. They got great tours, but we need to remember it as the last holdout that never got taken. And we can't let the left take our country. Last word to you, Robert Spencer, about the book and what people can expect even more than what we've discussed today. Yeah, you know, Matt, we all are dealing with symptoms. There are a lot of people who are worried about the border, and they should be. A lot of people worried about uh, the high inflation rate, and they should be. But all these things are together part of one overall initiative from the left. And that's what the Sumter Gambit is designed to do, to explain the left's overall agenda and how we can and must fight it. 
Link is in the description. Everybody check it out. Get the book and make sure you get armed with the truth because they are the ones trying to foment a civil war in this country. You have to be prepared. Robert Spencer, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Matt. You got it. Our pleasure as well. We'll be back on the Matt Buff Show. You stay with us. Okay, let's jump over to Chris Orr, founder of Satellite Phone Store. Chris, what's the big special today? Well, the big special, Matt, is we've got the Iridium 9555 um, and that comes with a full kit and then a Faraday bag with a solar panel so you can keep your sat phone charged. All for free with activation. That's a savings of nearly $2,000, Matt. There's not a lot of these available. There's about 100 of these available only. So uh, if you get uh, over to sat123.com right now and uh, place your order, you'll be in luck. And this will keep you connected and recharged no matter what's happening. Oh, we need it now more than ever. Everybody check out sat123.com and save today. Yes, I see what's going on out there. Rising crime rates, 2,300 children go missing daily in the United States alone. Criminals out, no cash bail and theft at an all-time high. The police, they do a great job, but they can't be everywhere at once. I don't live in fear, but I will not be an easy target either. And I believe that every second matters. I protect myself, my loved ones, and my property with Red Defender products. They carry the best brands of self-defense products like Blackhawk, Elite Edge, Taser, and many others. I feel better knowing I'm protected when I go off jogging or out with the girls. It's better to have a stun gun and not use it than to need a stun gun and not have it. My kids have full pin alarms on their backpacks, and we have home protection, chargers, and flashlights from Red Defender products. No great issues here. Do we go around living in fear? Absolutely not, because we have taken steps to protect ourselves. We live with confidence. At reddefendersproducts.com, you can see bestsellers, free shipping options, and they serve all 50 states as well as American Samoa, Washington, D.C., Guam, Marshall Islands, Northern Marina Islands, Puerto Rico, and U.S. Virgin Islands. You don't have to live in fear, but you don't have to be an easy target either. Visit www.reddefenderproducts.com today. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hours every day of the week and all day Sunday. $1 off drafts and house wines. $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events. Mondays, it's trivia night. Tomorrow, $7.99 burger and fries. Liam Fitzpatrick's does catering and has a private room for your meetings, luncheons, and parties. Mention the Buff Show and get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com. Welcome back to the Map Up Show. It is great to have you rolling along with us. You know, the U.S. Constitution basically is an encyclopedia of citizen rights and authorized government powers. That's been trampled on like crazy over the last 100 years, but especially in the last 20, let's say. I mean, it's just been really remarkable. And uh, one Connecticut man has discovered that the municipal taxation of one's home and vehicle is actually illegal 
because it exceeds authorized government powers and tramples on your rights as a citizen. He's documented everything in a new manuscript called Hoodwinked, which attempts to end home taxation for all Americans. I think you would get on board with that, yeah? And with us today is the author of the book and constitutional act- activist, Joe Petrina. He's going to tell about us uh, more about this process and what he's doing at the Supreme Court level. Joe, welcome to the show. Great to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Okay, we got the link in the the uh, description there. Hoodwink, the illegal taxation of private American homes. And this is just remarkable because everybody sees this going up as well as everything else in their life. Yeah, it's all part. Matter of fact, my uh, hometown here, uh, they didn't even send the assessor around. They just raised everybody's home values by 20% last week, you know, because everyone else gets to, to dive in with inflation. Why not the town? So right. we have no say in it. You know, this is so this is my lead point. The country was founded, the simple no taxation without representation. That's like the heart of, of the founding. And the U.S. Constitution only has one statement about taxation, and it is the famous tax origination clause. And that says, I got it right here. All bills for raising revenue shall originate in the House of Representatives, not with the municipality, you know, some bureaucrat in town hall. So only House, not Senate, House of Representatives, not the governor, not the municipalities, not your local McDonald's corporation, just the House of Representatives. So my whole case is basically the municipality has no authority to tax. Now, go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I was just going to ask, can't representatives delegate this directly to the towns then? They cannot. There is no delegation um, allowed. They cannot delegate, as I said, to the Senate, the state Senate, the state governor, the, the, the McDonald's. That's a corporation. They. It would be like you could delegate to me, and I could go around laboring t- levying taxes. I can't. The town is just a legal entity that was put together to do the business of the town, like hire the police, uh, maintain the roads. It's not an agent of the House of Representatives. Now, the next big thing everyone asks is, well, maybe this only applies to the federal House of Representatives. Aha, we got you there, Joe. (laughs) And uh, they all forget the uh, 14th Amendment, which was 1868, which says that uh, basically all of the standards that apply to the Fed apply at the state level as well. And 1868, that was done because um, after the 13th Amendment, which was freeing the slaves, the claim was, oh, that only applies at the federal level. So they had to pass the 14th, which says, no, whatever we say here at the federal level, you got to follow down there. You can you're a state. You have the ability to grant other rights, like you can grant the right to free education. You can grant rights to abortion. So you can grant rights, but you cannot grant yourself powers not authorized at the constitutional level. Well, during the lockdowns and everything, we saw just a crazy amount of local municipalities getting drunk on power when it came to mandates and things like that. And all that was unconstitutional as well, yeah? Correct. So there's a lot of it going on. And um, so people say you're tilting at windmills here. Uh, you know, 
what do you think is going on? And how do you think anyone's going to you take this case seriously? And the, the fact is, and I'm not going after income tax, all right? We're talking about property taxes here and how they're levied. They're levied through municipalities. That's illegal. If you want to have a property tax, there's a one clause in the Constitution. It's called direct taxation. And it says it has to be basically an even tax across the population, across the census, as the wording has it. So, and I did the math in um, most of the uh, towns and cities here in Connecticut. I take the amount of voters in the town. I take the police budget and the road budget. I divide it by, and it comes to about uh, $800 per voter would pay for the local services. So if they want to do a, a direct tax, it has to be equal across the census. And some older people, well, I don't even have a thousand dollars. I'm old. And I said, well, then the state would pay for that, your thousand, the way the state would pay for someone's food stamps or, or Medicaid, what have you. But it gets rid of this whole idea that everyone pays a different amount for the same police department. Um, so that's direct taxation. But even direct taxation has to come from the House of Representatives. So you can have indirect taxation, sales, income, capital gains, and you can have direct, which is everyone pays the same. But they both have to come from the representatives. Now, this is so near and dear to the foundation of the country and to the key clauses in the Constitution, you would think the Supreme Court may say this is a worthy uh, topic here. I mean, they, they take all these cases all year long. This one actually sits at the heart of what it is to be an American because only in the United States are we allowed, or at least theoretically allowed, to own our property, our homes, our cars. You know, you buy the car, you own the car. Um, so this is at the, the heart of our system. And um, still, why would the Supreme Court? They, they don't want, you know, they, they already had enough trouble with the... Uh, uh, the last thing they passed there, uh, the Roe versus Wade, and they're like, mm, I don't know if I want to touch this one, right? But first of all, the reason it's happened is they left it alone for the last 200 years. The Supreme Court did. They said, that's state business. We're not getting involved. So because there's no precedent at the Supreme Court level, no settled law, it's called, the Supreme Court can step in and have no problem. They don't have to like, well, some we, you know, 100 years ago, we passed this. We can't undo it now. They, they have clear sailing, I call it. The second is that, and I found this out from, uh, I did, I don't just do this on my own. I have uh, lawyers that I know. And uh, they never thought of all the dots like I did, but they, they'll straighten me out on a point or two. So one is, they said, you know, this is original jurisdiction for the Supreme Court. I said, what's that? And they said, in the Constitution, so you go back and look it up, and it's there, yep, original jurisdiction. The Supreme Court, it, only the Supreme Court can take certain cases. And uh, the statement is, it's, you know, it's an ambassador of a foreign country and uh, some other things like that, or if the state is implicated. So if a state is implicated, the uh, Supreme Court has original jurisdiction, which means they have the um, authority over state courts. So they have the authority. They're free sailing. They have the authority. 
said, boy, I wish they'd give me some hope there. And they did. In 2019, Justice Roberts, our number one guy, uh, he said, this is really getting out of hand, the state stuff. You know, we've left it alone for 250 years, and now they're bankrupt in every family out there. And no one has anything to say about it. So he's, you know, he's, he's, he is pretty bright. <laughs> and he took a case from Pennsylvania, not about tax, but about a town pushing a, an old lady around with her property. And he ruled against the state and the, the court ruled against the state. And he wrote the, the defining statement. And his defining statement is that the requirement, when you have a beef with the state, the requirement to litigate at the state level is over. We will take these cases up, up higher. So, boy, he's even he's even interested. That's really uh, starting to shape up here. And then so <laughs> another lawyer would say, "Well, what? You don't have standing." I said, "What do you mean standing? I'm standing up." And they said, "No, I mean you have to be damaged, and you have to you know have a damage that only the court can solve." And I said, well, I, I have a damage or, and then I found the rule and it's not damage or impending damage. It can be. And if I don't pay and I went down to town hall, if I don't pay the tax, they're taking my house. They don't even go to court. It's called a non-judicial take. So that's the impending damage. So I have my standing and there's a certain rule that the Supreme Court said, here's the, you got to pass all these tests, and then we'll, we'll consider it. So I've got all of them. And uh, what I'm doing, and the reason I'm on the air today, and is I'm looking for the law firm that wants to take this and frame it for the Supreme Court. I sent away to the Supreme Court, it's hard to believe, but I sent away, they sent me a document, 60 pages. If you want to apply a case here, of which, by the way, four out of the nine judges have to say we're interested. Then they put it on the document. Right. So that's pretty good. Uh, but you, the 60-page document is almost as a joke would say, and we don't think you should be doing this on your own. <laughs> so this is not a, a citizen level. you got to find the right law firm that's done, done this many times. And if I found the right law firm that would take it, they would probably want to be paid. And I've spoken to some of the foundations. They say, we, you don't come to us. You first get the law firm that wants to do it. And then the foundation money can go uh, to finance it. But uh, the foundation doesn't do uh, the you know, spade work for you. So I've got all those things figured out. And now I'm, I'm looking for the right law firm. Okay, good. And how can people contact you on this case? Well, um, the, the, the website I put together is this hoodwinked. Um, by the way, when I wrote my white paper on this, um, my wife, I gave it to her. We're, we're driving in New York, and she looks up. She says, we were hoodwinked. <laughs> said, I've got my title. <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, <clears throat> uh, it's called hoodwink.net is the okay. website. And um, if you want to just have the 20 page uh, summary of all the findings, a lot of I was giving you the highlights here today, but the, it's hoodwink.net slash brief. Hoodwink.net slash brief is the website. Take a look at this because 
Home taxation pays for public schools and also roads. <laughs> Please. So the redirection of that $800 on a more of a flat tax opens up school choice you. and pays for all those local services. Is that right, yeah. Joe? That's it. I wasn't even going to bring up the, the school choice comes on the, you know, on the heels of if you push the money up to the state House representatives and they accumulate all the money, they have to, for their free education mandate, still get the money back down to where the kids are. So uh, it's not like each school calls up, I have 1,200 kids or I have 800 kids. It's really, you have to do it through the voucher system, which is each yeah. kid gets the voucher and what what school they show up at uh, gets that to collect from the state. So it, it kind of automatically creates school choice. Yeah, very cool. Well, what a great plan. We got the whole link down there for you guys on the description here yeah. and on the buffshow.com. But check out, check out hoodwink.net. Joe Petrina, thank you so much for explaining the program to us. And good luck. It sounds like something we would jump on board with. <laughs> okay, Matt. I'll stay in touch. All right. Sounds good. Please do. That will do it for this edition of the Matt Buff Show. You stay smart out there. We'll see you next time.